Yeah, there isn't much wrong that the Kings did in the first quarter. I mean, we hit like every three we shot. I feel like we kind of fell in love with the three and just didn't do anything else. Just because, oh, Jason Tatum's out. Oh, Al Horford's out. Just because those guys are out, it doesn't mean shit on teams like the fucking Boston Celtics. They have so much depth on their team that if you do not step up on the defensive end, they will come in and they will cook your ass. Like, point blank fucking period. No, I'm not trying to win a championship right now. Like I always say, it takes about four to six years. I mean, look at the uh, Sixers. I mean, they've been doing the process for how long? Welcome to the Sports Ethos Kings cast. It's daily. Along with my co-pilots, Naima and Elizabeth. What's happening? What's up, y'all? Hey. Let's begin. First quarter, the official De'Aaron Fox birthday quarter, a.k.a. when the times are good, a.k.a. before the nightmare began. Uncle Keegs makes two threes in a row. Fox hits two threes. Fox gets a steal off Drew Holiday, which ends up in a Domas layup. Keon hits two threes. Fox had himself a birthday quarter, 17 points, five made threes, three steals, three assists. Kings up six to end the quarter. Second quarter, Namias Keda posts up and got swarmed. That's some defense right there. Fox hits his signature midi and a three, but Boston locks in and leads 72 to 66 to end the half. I like how we came out in the first quarter. I thought, um, obviously, Fox coming out aggressive. I believe he had four, or what was it, 17 in the first quarter. Um, he was just out there cooking, hitting threes. Uh, the Celtics, unfortunately, were hitting their threes. Um, which I kind of figured on a night like last night, they weren't hitting their threes for crap. Uh, so, of course, you know, the narrative always shifts uh, that they're going to come in and hit their threes tonight. So that's kind of what happened. But, uh, yeah, I like how they started off aggressive. I thought we were getting a lot of good looks. Uh, Keegan had a couple of good looks. Fox had a really good couple of steals in that first quarter. He kept pick it, uh, picking uh, Drew Holiday's pocket. So that was nice to see. So, yeah, I like the aggressiveness coming out of the gate. Yeah, there isn't much wrong that the Kings did in the first quarter. I mean, we hit like every three we shot. I feel like we kind of fell in love with the three and just didn't do anything else. I think we shot like Kings shot like 33s in that first um, half, which just didn't show uh, the aggressiveness that was needed. But um, yeah, I can't really complain about what was what happened in that first half. Um, Second half, different story. But yeah. Naima, thank you for that excellent segue. Second half, different story. Word up. Celtics up 21 points. Game is officially out of hand. However, Keegan and Malik Monk make back-to-back alley-oops. McGee blocks a Jalen Brown layup into the shadow realm. However, the Seas are up 23 points at the end of the quarter. Fourth quarter, key on three from a Trey Lyle skip pass. JaVal McGee blocks a Drew Holiday drive. Coach Mike Brown unloads the bench, and the Kings look like an energized team for once. But whatever. Celtics win 144-119. I do want to shout out JaVale McGee for getting three blocks in the game. He had some fumbles. He had a bad bad pass that ended up in a turnover. Shout out to Fox, the birthday boy. Six threes, 29 points. Uh, It looked like he was going to go for a 50-piece from that first quarter. But unfortunately, uh, he kind of had no help. Also, I thought it was a little weird that they didn't go inside 
And then after they did go inside, Porzingis just started going full Matumbo. It was unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the thing. Bos- the Boston Celtics are a championship contending team. Like, flat out. There's no argument about that. Nothing. They did everything correct in that second half. I mean, one, they weren't missing a shot, so that obviously, you know, doesn't help. But when you get the mismatches that they were getting, they kept getting Porzingis on Kevin Herter every time you're going to lose that battle. Like, it just is what it is. Um, the Kings defensively have to fix those issues. You have to fight over those screens. You cannot let a switch like that happen with that much oversize on a guard like Kevin Herter because you're going to get Porzingis over the top every single freaking time. Uh, Derek White, I mean, he is so freaking underrated in this league. Um, if I could have a Derek White on my team, I would choose him 10 out of 10 times. He's just one of those guys that could do so many different things for you. He could play defense. He could shoot the three. Uh, he could get to the basket. So uh, the things that he does is just incredible. So they turned it up in the second half. They pretty much took De'Aaron Fox out of the game and no one else stepped up. And you can't trade buckets with a team like the Boston Celtics. You just can't because you have to be able to stop them defensively. And when you can't, it's the result that's going to happen tonight. They're going to blow you out, unfortunately. Um, so shout out to them. They came in. They were ready, especially after a, you know a tough loss in overtime last night against the Warriors. Um, so they came in prepared. And unfortunately, uh, they were the better team tonight. And we just we didn't come prepared. Yeah, I mean, last night they lost uh, on a tough, tough shot by Curry uh, um, and everything. And it looked like they just wanted it more. Like the Kings didn't really feel like show effort this game. I think, to be honest, to, in my opinion, it was probably the worst loss of the season. Um, like they, the officiating was sort of suspect, of course, seems to be like the case most of the time against the Kings. However, I think that the Kings just let that get to them and they just didn't want to, um, get over that. And yeah, it just, that's what happened. It turned the tides of the game and the Celtics just kept going and they did not, um, hold back is like 144 points on your home floor is, is very, is extremely embarrassing. So definitely um you know got to suck it up and like not feel sorry for yourself and just play hard uh next game right and i don't want to say the suns are a get right game but hopefully we can get that w back get a win back in the win column whatever anywho i will say uh, this go, hold real on. quick oh sorry Jimmy. yeah let me just say this um and it wasn't just porzingis on herder uh, jalen brown was lighting him up too uh, they hunted him in the first half i, I personally feel like I would have put Keon in earlier. Um, our defense just hits different with Keon in there. And and that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to attack Kevin Hurd. I'm not going to shit on him. But, yeah, he was hunted in the first half for sure. No, I mean, that's just what good teams do. They hunt out the mismatches, you know, and that's what they were doing all night. Jalen Brown was cooking. Uh, Chris Dapperzing was cooking. Derek White was cooking. Even freaking Pritchard was there cooking. Like, when you have that many guys, and that's why, like, just because, oh, Jason Tatum's out, oh, Al Horford's out, just because those guys are out, it doesn't mean shit on teams like the fucking Boston Celtics. They have so much depth on their team that if you do not step up on the defensive end, they will come in and they will cook your ass. Like, point blank fucking period. And that's exactly what they did tonight. They played out of their absolute minds. Again, they were hitting some crazy shots. 
especially after that fucking block by JaVale McGee. And then freaking Derek White had that like crazy freaking skyrocketing corner three. And it just like was so high in the air and they just dropped in for a straight bucket. So when teams do things like that, you can tell the difference between an up and coming team and a championship contending team. Like the Boston Celtics were just in the finals a couple years ago. So they're going to continue to be in, in that conversation as long as they have those players that they have on their teams. Like it just is what it is. Loganito, what's up? I was in Kevin O'Connor's Twitch after the Wizards game because they like I still follow him and he like tweeted. And he said that DeMontis Sabonis' triple double did not count in his eyes because it was against the Wizards. And I was just like, Jesus, this guy cannot give this guy any fucking ounce of credit whatsoever. Like, bro, that's an NBA team, bro. Like, come on. It's a triple double in the NBA. Like it I was I was infuriated after that. And I was like the only one that knew about it because his Twitch had like two viewers. So um, but other than that, I'll make it brief since a lot of people talk. I don't see how Davion Mitchell's like on this team at the trade deadline. Like I think Monty McNair's gonna make a move. Like I just don't see how he's on this team anymore. Like he came in tonight for his, you know, like I his minutes where it's like at the end of the game, you're getting blown out. Like that's your time to be like, all right, let me you know, work my way back on this team. And he played, he, he played horrible. He missed like three shots, went over two from the line. I was like, uh, yeah, he's not going to be on the team. Second, I need a stat on Mike Brown's challenging percentage compared to other coaches because I swear I haven't, like I've seen maybe one successful challenge. So if someone can find that stat or I don't even know how you would get that stat, but I would like to look into that because I don't know if it's him or if there's a guy on the bench that's making those calls or whatever, but like that needs to get fixed. Cause I feel like that just kills the momentum, especially when the refs like aren't on your side. Like if you can get one to turn and kind of energize your team, like, yeah, that's right. That was a wrong call. Open up your eyes, but he just keeps getting these calls wrong. And I also feel like there's going to be an upcoming game like Toronto Raptors last year. I think it was the Raptors where he just goes off, you know, and he just goes, walks on the floor and just rips into every one of the rest because i think him and the coaches are just at that breaking point with the rest right now especially on your home floor like that's just disrespectful but i'll keep it short um yeah anyway bad loss but we're going on to the suns who have been struggling i think we turn it around and hopefully start another win streak so yeah loganito we appreciate you and, and feel free to cycle back in uh, when everybody gets their shit off their chest but yeah actually I, I thought the challenge was good though i mean fox totally got hooked it's like what do you do so I don't see how they don't see that and say, oh, yeah, that was a bad call. It's unfortunate. Ross, what's up? Man, good to hear everybody's voice. Uh, tough loss, obviously. But, I mean, what are you going to do? You can't win every game. They've been on a tear. Um, they were 14-5 and five in the last 19 before this. So it sucks getting your ass kicked on the home court. But really, a team shoots 65% along with just being probably the best team in the NBA. Um, I mean, this team was incredible the last three years, last five years, if we're being honest. And they added Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and then, you know, midway through last year, Drew Holiday, Derek White. If anybody watched the playoffs last year, the dude, I think he shot like 60% from three on like a large number of attempts. So, you know, we got a hand to do us tonight, but it's literally just one of those things. Um, in the NBA, you shoot a lot of threes, and if one team is hitting them, 
it's going to happen. And uh, that was kind of one of the things I wanted to touch on was uh, one thing I would love to see is, you know, we were up 12 early and we just kept chucking threes. Um, I would have loved us to go to the basket and try to capitalize. Once you kind of get it going and you start knocking down threes big time, that's when it's a lot easier to attack. Um, But Mike Brown, honestly, is the type of coach that – is completely fine with um, seeing his team put up 53s in a game. He sat on the bench in Golden State, and if they had an open three, they encouraged them to take it. Because when you do really start rolling and the players get confident enough to just, doesn't matter what the score is, just keep pulling those threes without thinking, you know, what happens if I miss this? You're deadly. Um, and the Celtics are a perfect example of that tonight. You know, you shoot that many threes and you catch fire. It's almost impossible to beat them. Um, national media stuff, you just have to be a miserable person if you, you know, make fun of small market teams. So these Lakers, these Celtics, these whoever you want to call them, they're just kind of these guys that play basketball and when it's not fun they take their ball home so you know i'm not gonna fall for the bait but uh i love how our kings fans respond and i love seeing like deuce respond like he's had him on their show before and for him to call him out i thought that was awesome um last thing because i want to hop off but i was driving home today and i got to listen to the g-man call the first quarter uh with all those threes going down and that guy's incredible. Everybody should download the app um, or try and find a radio and just listen to a few of his games this year because he's just a, such a treat. So, yeah, shout out to the the man, the G-man. And appreciate you all in this space. Just have a good night. Appreciate you, Ross. And, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. There needs to be an archive of just G-man calls, of just games. I don't know if there is or not. I haven't poked around uh, the radio's website. It looks pretty sparse to me. Uh, but there should be there. That should be open to the public. Just like what? 35, 25 years worth of Kings games called by the G man. That would be amazing. Um, there definitely needs to be an archive. There needs to be an archive for Mark Jones, uh, as well. Serial Manny, what's going on? I think I took my bowl of cereal and threw it against the wall, man. That was brutal, dude. That was brutal. I was just watching like, come on, man. Like watching the lead increase and, Boss, I'm like watching the threes get chucked, and 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 I and uh, I agree with Drapes. He was at the post game where he was like, the game really wasn't lost in the third. I saw that in the first and the second. We're like, you're letting him go pound for pound with you on threes, and it's not like they're hitting hard threes. They're literally hitting open threes left and right. So yeah, it's great you're hitting everything. Dan's got like 26, but you got nothing to show for it at halftime because the defense was non-existent. And that just ends up biting them at the end. It's like, that's the only thing that worries me about this team is like, these losses are all like double-digit losses all the time. Like, it's not like that. Not, I'm not going to say they don't fight because I do see them fighting, but there just becomes these epic losses. Like all these, and obviously lately has been the end of a back-to-back. But to let a team that went into overtime against another running team yesterday and let them run. And they were running this game like it was nothing. It's like, well, that's, again, like that's the difference between a team that's contending for the championship now 
and a team that's trying to work their way up to that. So that's the only good thing I could like. I try to find something good in every game, regardless. I think that's the one good thing is it's a team like that showing you this is what it takes. This is what it takes to be a bona fide championship team when our number one guy is out. Another one of our guys is resting. And yes, Porzingis came in today. They kind of switched them in Horford on back-to-backs, but they didn't miss a beat. They did what they were supposed to do. And it's like, that's that's something to look at for the Kings. That's something to kind of look in the mirror and be like, is that what you want to be, right? Like, yeah, that's what you want to be. And we're, we're working that way. It just takes, takes, takes years. Like you guys said, a bunch of the comments like, Denver went through it. Hell, the Bulls went through it when Detroit beat their ass every year until it was time for them. It's a growing process. You know, it's a growing process in a team, and it's having the resolve and and the patience to let the team grow and not go out there and trade everything for somebody. Like, you find the trade that works and benefits you. And if no one's willing to do it for you, that's okay. We got a good team. We got young players. We'll wait till there's a free agent or wait till uh, another trade comes maybe next year, if that's what it has to be, but don't sacrifice everything just for the sake of sacrificing. And that's what I see Monty doing. I don't worry about any of that stuff, whether he gets someone, doesn't get someone regardless, it doesn't matter. We got what we got. This is what we running with and let's go. And for all that other, like the, the O'Connor thing, I, I made a comment to him and I just said, basically like, look, man, it's one thing when you're a fan of a team, and you're trolling people. God knows I'm famous for it, or I call myself. I'm not. Don't mean it literally, but I, he chose, you know, trolling somebody as a fan towards other teams, and you know, trying to get a rise out of somebody. But that's not. You're you're part of the media. There's a. You know, there's a way you're supposed to hold yourself up. There's a way you're supposed to do your research. There's a way you're supposed to like have journalistic integrity. And this ain't it. Do better, man. Be better. Like you want to go, you want to go, uh, you know, troll people. Yeah, troll the people you know. That's cool. You troll your friends or whatever of other teams. But like, you're supposed to have integrity, and nobody takes you seriously. And maybe you're doing it for clicks, and maybe you're doing it so, like, you know, I saw, uh, uh, God. I forgot who it was that I responded to, but one uh, from here that retweeted his stuff. I'm like, bro, that ain't it, man. Don't give him any more platform. Like, I get the response and I get the interaction. Hell, I I I responded to him, but like, if you're Deuce, if you're Mo, if you're all like people that actually have like twenty thousand followers, all that, the best thing you can do is not respond to that dude. Let the fans do it, and that's cool. Let let us be the ones that troll him and treat him like a piece of shit that he is, but. Don't don't give him where you retweet one of his things and that goes to all twenty thousand of his followers. That's just doing what he wants. That's all he wants at this point is interaction, Not, and there's no respect behind that. So, f that dude. You know I hate people like that. It, it's it's a microcosm of what the social media world is now. Like ten percent of Instagram accounts are decent and worth following. The other ninety percent are just people just doing ridiculous stuff, and that's him. That's him on these platforms doing ridiculous stuff. Sorry for being long-winded. I apologize, but I love you guys. We'll get him the next time. All good, Manny. We appreciate you. Yeah, I'm just going to say this, though. Uh, the Celtics smelled blood in the water tonight. They've been dominating us for a few seasons, so it's bound to happen. Uh, until we punch them in the mouth and keep punching them for a whole game, 
uh, they're going to continue to have confidence when they play against us. It is what it is. Maybe they're our big boss uh, that we have to get over. So hopefully we get our lick back when we go back to Boston. I don't know when that is next year. So it, we just have to make our improvements. And I know that we're dependent on our in-house improvements, but I think all great teams who eventually become great, they also make a few moves here and there. So I don't think we necessarily have to make a move this season, but you know, it's going to happen. Our team next season is going to look different. If we really want to be uh, true contenders, it is what it is. Um, sometimes teams have great season players and then sometimes teams have great big game slash playoff players too that perform in the playoffs. And we have to get those guys. Um, I think we have three or four of them right now, but we got to fill our roster out and it's going to take some time. And no, I'm not trying to win a championship right now. Like I always say, it takes about four to six years. I mean, look at the uh, Sixers. I mean, they've been doing the process for how long? So yeah, it, it takes some time. Um, Liz, any final thoughts? No, I mean, just basically get back at it, watch some film, you know, do what you got to do, rest up. You know, I know Malik was not his normal self tonight. He was dealing with that foot injury. Um, you know, Fox looked fine, but I'm sure that shoulder is still bothering him. So just rest up, watch some film, uh, put this in the rear view mirror and, uh, you know, come out Friday, uh, and, you know, hopefully, uh, win against the Phoenix Suns. They're, they're not going to have Bradley Beal. That's for sure. Cause he's still out with that ankle injury, but, um, I'm assuming Kevin Durant and uh, Devin Booker will be playing. So we got to take advantage of it. We're, you know, at home. Uh, you got to feed off the home crowd. We're so far 10 and four at home. Um, that's a really good start to this season. So, you know, the lo- the losses so far have been bad this season, unfortunately. But, um, you know, at this point last year, we're playing better uh, at this year at this point. So um, Fox, they talked about it on the broadcast Fox was uh, averaging 22 points a game at this point last year. He's averaging 30 this year. So there's things moving forward. And again, this isn't the completed roster. So you just got to pack it up and, you know, move on to the next one. And we know this team bounces back all the time. This is a solid team. We're on the up and up. We're trending upwards. It is what it is. Uh, No need to panic. No need to shit on players. We're good. Um, I appreciate everyone coming out tonight, uh, especially our speakers. And I think we are out. Good day and good night and light the beam.